Welcome to Personal Development Interviews with Authors, Influencers, Celebrities, Entrepreneurs, and more. This is podcast host 007 R.T. Johnson III, Certified Cognitive Behavioral Life Coach Practitioner and Behavioral Health Specialist of Southern California and surrounding areas. Today, we have Camille with us here to answer questions from her listeners. How are you doing today, Camille? doing well, Mr. 007. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, let's get right on into it. So why the name Camille St. Charles, Mississippi? Well, I chose that name in homage to my parents. My mother made me aware that uh, when I was born, uh, a hurricane showed up and was whipping the south's rear end. I'm from Mississippi. So she said, I, I decided I, if I had a girl, I would like my daughter to be a force to be working with, just like the hurricane. So I didn't remember the hurricane. I only remembered the one when I was a little girl, and it was Hurricane Camille. Okay. So I was like, oh, I like that name. That's a very strong and positive name. So... I decided to call my author name Camille. St. Charles is an homage to my father, who is a minister. Mm. And Mississippi is the state in which I was born. Wow. So I recognized all three in one. You know? Yes. So that's my author name, Camille St. Charles, Mississippi. Awesome. Wow, that's powerful. Okay, so now, who do you write some of your stories for? I write them for the forgotten reader. Mm. I got I write for the people who believe that they are uh, discounted and overlooked. And I write it more so for the mature woman who still likes to entertain a little taste of sin inside of each and every story. Mm. So that's why I started writing them. I wanted the people, or I call my fans my kitties. I call my kitties call them my kitties because, you know, I introduced to them a kid-like aspect of something fun. Just because you are of a mature age, fun does not decrease as far as I am concerned. I actively seek out fun, so I write lighthearted and funny and fun-filled stories. that's That's what my audience is. They want to be entertained and they want to experience some type of fun and romance. Plus, plus, Mr. 007, mm-hmm. there's an aspect of me that is a uh, a love junkie. Mm. I love love, and all roads, as far as I am concerned, they meet up in the love arena. And the junkie in me wants to see that happen. So I actively seek out Love. So I am what you call a love junkie. Mm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Wow. So what is a dessert novella? Uh, a dessert novella is a are naughty little naughty adventurous and racy stories that I titled after world famous desserts. Everyday desserts. I uh, I came up with the concept uh, in the midst of uh, 
let me see what was going on. Something happened with my sister, and she found herself in the midst of a love triangle. The gentleman that she was dating had a wife, had a girlfriend, and he had her. And she was telling me of some of her sorrows. She had been involved in this relationship for like a year or so. And by the time I was made aware, I had no judgment or anything to offer her. So as she was telling me about it, I decided to liken her uh, because I was eating dinner and I had my dessert sitting up there waiting. So as I was listening to her sorrow, I just looked at my dessert and I said, oh, sweetie, you are, you are his dessert. And she said, I'm not understanding. And I said, well, when he shows up at your house to visit you or he sends for you, he already knows what you're going to bring to the table. You're going to be something succulent, delicious, and sweet. You are his dessert. So I started writing naughty little stories, and I titled them after desserts. And the day that I was speaking to my sister, I was eating a slice of my favorite dessert, which Mm. is red velvet cake. Mm. And I told her, I said, you don't offer him any form of fashion of nutritional value. You are not bread, and you are not salad. You are his dessert. Mm. You are going to satisfy something sweet that he has been longing and he has a hunger for. Mm. And then I wrote her a story and I, I sent it to her and she read it to her gentleman caller and he loved it. And he wanted to know, do I have any more stories? Mm. So she called and asked and wanted to know that I have any more so I kept sitting down writing stories and I titled them after desserts. It was red velvet, pound cake, apple pie, cheesecake, you know, but they were nice little naughty stories that uh, satisfied and fed that hunger. So you can blame the concept on my sister. I had no idea that I had an aspect to write uh stories titled after desserts but that's how they were birthed so wow so that's how you came up with the concept of food and sex together yes it's a marriage Mm. it was a marriage and a merger and i i had told my sister i said you know when he comes over to see you it's like a form of sweet anticipation Mm. so you know how you even though you're going to have a delicious meal and you're looking forward to dining on that steak and the potatoes and the salad and the bread, that's all nice and sweet. But when she walks in the door, she is his dessert. Yes. Because he's not worried about all that other stuff being taken care of in his life. He wants that sweetness. He needs that. The junkie in him needs to be taken care of. So. Right. That's what's up. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Brings brings to the table a lot of things I didn't look at. So now, when did you discover that you had a voice deep inside of you for writing some well-thought-out adventures? I discovered it in the process of, uh, I, I guess it was a midlife crisis. I I had a midlife crisis and I was rebelling against everything. And one day, uh, the Lord just sat down and we just had, we just started talking because I was, I was mad at the way 
the, I was mad at the way my life was turning out and I was somewhat troubled and concerned. And I had already had a conversation years ago with the Lord about, you know, being an author, but I was like, I didn't believe that I had, I possessed those skills to do that because I didn't go to school for that. I went to school for makeup, hair design. I can't, I come from the beauty and the fashion industry. So I never gave any thought to it, but after after it just kept presenting itself to me and I just surrendered. And I said, you know, I decided I was gonna write like I talk. And I, uh, I have well thought out thoughts when I, when I finally do answer a question or if I am actively engaged enough. For the little petty stuff, it doesn't trouble me. But if we're gonna have a very thought-provoking conversation, I am, I am a detail-oriented person. I would like my readers to believe that they are standing right in the room as these encounters unfold. So that's how I present it to them. Makes sense. Wow. So now, where can your cookbook, podcast, and all things about you and your stories be found? They can be found on my Camille St. Charles, Mississippi uh, website. All of my books have a website and there's a link to them. And once you go to the Camille St. Charles, Mississippi website, you can read excerpts from all of my books. You can see pictures of me and you can also uh, find out where to order my book because it's sold on uh sold on Amazon. Mm. So that's where you can that's where you can find out about me. And my podcast has its own uh, hosting site and it's called Dessert Novella. So if you just if you type in Dessert Novella uh, from Lipson, Lipson.com, it'll take you to my take you to my podcast. And from there it's over twenty or more desserts there and you just click on the picture and I settle down and tell you a naughty little story. It's for the adult listener. So if by chance violence, vulgarity, and lots and lots of sex offend you, these are not the stories for you and I am not the author for you. Wow. Well, I believe that uh, everyone can learn something from what you're presenting, and it's all educational. So why female empowerment now? Because I just got, actually, I got tired of watching women and, you know, myself and my friends sometimes try to sink, try to shrink ourselves down to be more so accommodating and appealing for some men, you know, uh, I, I have no desire. I don't fear too many people. And the ones that I do fear, I just have nothing to say to them. I, I, if you invoke that aspect of me, I have nothing to say, but if you allow me to speak what's on my mind, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make you aware of some things that you could possibly be overlooking dismissing or discounting in the female arena. You know, I only offer encouraging thoughts and that's where uh, that voice, that female empowerment voice 
showed up and it came from because I'm no shrinking violet. Uh, uh, if by chance I have something to say about something, I'm going to make sure that I convey what I'm thinking. I have no uh, desire to do battle with you, but make no mistake, I have an opinion too. So when my characters were birthed out into the universe, I made sure that they were strong characters. They weren't shrinking violets. They all had something to say and they bring something to the table. Even if it's shameful or sinful or uh, funny, uh, I bring it all to the table and my characters uh, embody that. Awesome. So, and how long have you been writing? I've actually been writing for 15 years, but I put my books down. Uh, when I first came up with my uh, other, I have another series of books called the R series, where my character's name is Roxanne, the R series. Yes. So, when I came up with my characters, uh, uh, she cursed a lot, and there was a lot of violence and vulgarity in the stories. So I didn't desire to shame my father and I was unclear upon which direction I was gonna go. So after I started writing, I put it down. Then I, I said, if someone would help me, maybe they'd have a, <clears throat> a more so positive uh, voice that they can bring to the table and help me out. But nobody stepped up to help me. So I just dreamed up this fantabulous story about my character, Roxanne, and um, it just sprung from there. And when I wrote five pages, turned to 25, turned to 30, and my first offering of writing turned into 75 pages, and by the time I was done, it was 300 pages for a book. I wrote 300 pages and I wrote them longhand. I bought a tablet because I was somewhat, uh, I was unsure of how to maneuver and I would have to wait and get time to be on my own computer because my kids were doing homework and all this other stuff. So I just got tired. And when the ideas popped up in my head, I had a tablet. So I just started writing them longhand. So I had to transpose them from longhand to the computer. So that's how long I've been writing. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. Okay, so now why the strong comedic threat thread through most of your stories? Because who doesn't love a good comedy? Who doesn't love to laugh? Exactly, that's true. Who doesn't love to laugh? Even if it's sex and or violence, sometimes it's more so captivating if you can laugh behind some of the situations and the encounters or adventures or misadventures. Because some of the characters are uncoordinated, like myself. Sometimes I'm challenged uh, with certain things. And if I can laugh about it, it doesn't trouble me as much. So I won't those aspects through all of my stories good bad and indifferent awesome well this has been a great interview with you 
and we appreciate you on our show. Uh, we are out of time, but I would like to ask, is there anything else that you would like to say to your listeners? Please check me out on, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Camille St. Charles, Mississippi. Uh, my other, theRseries.com. My Roxanne series, I have nine books uh, for Roxanne. You can check me out on Instagram, Camille St. Charles, TikTok, Camille uh, St. Charles MS, and Twitter on Jess, Jess Camille, Mississippi. So I am located on all of those platforms. I also do a uh, twice a month podcast with some uh, ladies uh, titled Jumping into the deep end, it's a mature podcast for women of a certain age who want to rediscover and recapture the forgotten woman. So I am I am getting myself out there and I have been having the most fun and some of my stories, even though some of my stories invoke some aspect of sexual warfare between the participants, make no mistake majority of all of the people that play in my arena are willing participants. There's nothing uh, forced upon anybody. It's nothing but fun. It's all positive. Fantastic. Well, let's all support that podcast and let's all support women's empowerment. And on that note, be well, everyone.